0: We've assembled the panel, a prehistoric panel. That's right. The beacon's been lit. We at the Uncanny County Museum have returned to talk about the newest installment of a beloved, beloved series that everybody has been on the edge of their seat waiting for us to bring together the best minds of our generation to talk about it. So. Andy, let's start with you. What was your favorite moment from the newest season of I Think You Should Leave?
2: <laughs> the last
3: season, my favorite part is when Saul Goodman finally like, died and Jimmy McGill came back. Oh, um, God. Wow.
4: It wasn't when uh, Mikasa and Aaron finally adopted Armin.
3: Mm. <laughs>
5: no, my no, favorite um, was, my favorite was the oh, Garfield geez.
4: cameo.
0: Oh yeah, that's
3: good, voice by huh?
0: Chris Pratt. Now I, I think we all watched different shows. This is confusing. Anyway, yeah. um, anyways. <laughs> but no, yes, we have returned with Crikey, it's Christian. I <laughs> Dinosaur Comics. Hi, how's it going? And the paint paddock. What's up? <laughs> and we are here talking uh, prehistoric planet two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Too big
3: to
0: handle, for real.
3: Oh yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> yes, too prehistoric. Two T- planets. Yeah, two
0: planets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: electric bruising. Return to the planet. Return to prehistoric planet. Essentially, the lost mm-hmm. planet.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So this uh, has been a- another incredible season after what was already a, a crazy initial uh, season, um, and. Obviously there are a lot of creatures and behaviors that either don't make it into the mainstream or just have never been given this kind of budget and attention, uh, that we're, we're really seeing, you know, in, uh, on, on, on quality television for the first time, I guess, uh, So, in all seriousness, we've got uh, a great selection of uh, scientific educators, uh, and this just seemed like a great opportunity for us at the Uncanny County Museum to have uh, all of these brilliant people back on uh, for this prehistoric panel. Um, uh, Welcome, all of you. Thank you for joining us. welcome,
3: welcome. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here. here. Yes. Um, so, uh, I thought it would be fun to sort of start us off talking about what, uh, what our favorite creatures that we saw were, why, um, well, maybe, uh, go around briefly to start us off. Uh, Dinosaur Comics, aka Andy, uh, you had one off the top of your head, I believe.
3: Oh, yeah, I really like the, um, I think it's been a while since I've seen, like, an on-screen depiction of a pachycephalosaurus that looked Mm -hmm. really good and i think Mm -hmm. this one really captures what i personally would have wanted from a pachy reconstruction Mm -hmm. which is really colorful but also like really like dingy and beat up and Mm -hmm. spiky and i don't know there's just like the behaviors like displayed in that like one brief sequence with the pachys were like really um I don't know. That's how I would have depicted it, and if you've gotten my book, it's pretty similar. Mm. Oh, what? What? <laughs> you you you, you, wrote, you you've you've written books? Yes, my book. Oh, no I
2: <laughs> know, Hell Creek. <laughs> I've read your book.
3: <laughs> but uh, no, anytime there was a Hell Creek section in the show, I, I don't know. It felt like, I don't know if if. if They've read my book, or maybe I'm just really fooling <laughs> myself. I was like, their poets are like, this is just like my book.
0: <laughs> well, okay, I mean, if I can say as as someone with a much less accomplished, uh let's say, much less accomplished career in paleo art, um i was I felt somewhat vindicated by their fighting because when I was the paleo artist at the Carter County Museum. Uh, I what the the science still seemed pretty up in the air. Even speaking with uh Nate Carroll and mm-hmm. Stu Cook, who we know from that museum, uh, about as how exactly the fighting uh for the dome heads for for pachycephalosaurs should be depicted. So I kind of had them like doing a kind of giraffe, kind of kangaroo like hug fight. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. And seeing that play out, I was like, you know what? This actually, like, makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, you might smash your heads together, but also your head is a battering ram. You might want to slap it into your opponent's side, too. Like, it felt so naturalistic to, to, to see them, like, kind of almost, like, seeming to, to improvise with their weapons like that.
3: Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm, I'm assuming you also sent a uh, DM to Darren Nash asking for, where's your money? <laughs> um, <laughs> for stealing your idea <laughs> uh, you know
0: um, what did uh, not not to linger on the packies too long but uh, did I was also kind of did it feel deliberate that they didn't show any um, like much younger individuals like trying to stray from like Stiggy uh, uh territory or Dracorex territory 100%, yeah,
3: I, 100%. I agree, mm-hmm. but also the
4: the the species they showed was quote Stiggy Moloch or Pachycephalosaurus.
0: Wyoming, right? yeah. Wyoming or
4: yeah. Wyomingensis is one of the blunt.
0: Oh okay.
4: Hornlets, right? So they they're showing the most the, so Stiggy Moloch is the most the newest of the Pachycephalosaurus before hmm. the KPG, and that body morph is what they used to depict. But they didn't show yeah. like a Draco
0: Rex variation or whatever. So I don't think
3: that theory has been like published at all on. No, it is not. Mm, no. It's, yeah. it's, it's so still a lingering for, hypothesis.
0: For those, for, for those that could have possibly missed the news. I don't know how. Uh, Pachycephalosaurus has sort of been uh, in recent years has, has been widely sort of uh, th- there's obviously the initial animal Pachycephalosaur. There are other animals found in that area that were presumed to be other species. Now uh, it, it seems like consensus may be saying these are actually just different growth stages of uh one uh, genus or or possibly one species. Uh, so just just some context for visitors to the Uncanny County Museum that might not know. But obviously, like we we're, obviously everyone knows that that was on the front page of the New York Times. Oh yeah, I oh, totally
1: yeah. read oh. it. You know when it came yeah. out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was I was on
4: the toilet <laughs> listening to NPR and they talked about Stigmerolac. Pice... <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I remember listening to Joe Rogan and mm. Man Oh Man. Just it's just like stop. in
3: the movie, they're turning them off. <laughs> can, you, can you pull up that Stygi Moloch?
0: <laughs> Dad, do you, do you remember when Theo Vaughn found out about it? Theo
5: Vaughn. Where where were you? Where Did you ever were think you? About
0: how? What does John Rule have
4: to say about Stygy
0: Moloch? John Rule. Where were you when
5: Paggy changed? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Rome, Roman Namars Mars finds out about it this is a, a pachycephalosaur now this is a sticky moloch okay so next up uh Charles Chaz uh yes. Pat. <laughs> okay can, side side note I'm doing a lot of talking right now I know but I was recently at the field museum in Chicago Obviously, lifelong Charles R. Knight fan here. Super excited to see those original paintings. We do not talk about the fact that he signed all of those paintings as Chaz. As R. Chaz, Knight.
4: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, I'm, i he is from Brooklyn. Charles
3: R. Knight. Is that a Brooklyn thing? I don't.
1: I don't.
3: Just I don't like think it is. Yo, Chaz. <laughs> no, hey, hey, yo, Chaz. Dinosaurs. I'm, walking. Hey, I'm hey. Walking. Okay, I don't know. I was
0: just assuming. <laughs> Anyways, Charles. What what is a standout creature for you?
4: Oh gosh. All of Badlands. Honestly, mm. that, that's probably just, just such a well-woven episode that I I can't mm-hmm. pick out of that entire episode mm. what stood out more, but I really love the Isosaurs and the Majungasaurus. Oh, yeah. Those those were or not Majungasaurus, mm-hmm. Rahasaurus, Rahasaurus. Uh, yes, beautifully yes. reconstructed. And like I like the through line. So it, it just kind of made it seem very, very cohesive and, uh, coherent,
2: but, um, uh-huh. mm-hmm.
4: it's hard to not ignore the T-Rex hunt in swamps mm. as like the, probably one of the, mo- the the best moments we've ever seen in paleo media. Just like, gosh, I've re, I've rewatched that scene over and over and t- taking notes just like, dang, mm-hmm. I want to do, I want to make something that impactful someday, you know, like mm-hmm. just beautiful.
0: yes yes no i mean all all amazing sequences i mean the yeah the the badlands i think the the volcano thing was one of the something that definitely sticks out in my mind I, i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like that uh and also i was i was even just so interested to like i was watching it thinking like I want to hear how they came up with this. yeah, this is, this is wild, but the, the the volcanic ash between the layers of of the eggs was was very interesting to hear about, yeah,
4: right. And I also loved how, when they were showing the isosaurs for the first time, how like,, uh, you know, they held their necks up high or whatever, like that that <clears> en- <throat> yeah. enabling them to access these locations, of mm-hmm. course, not being a, you know, probably not a primary reason why sauropods evolved the long neck, but showing that Mm -hmm. these adaptations have like Swiss army knife applications, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. as they do in, you know, today, right? Like adaptations don't have just any one purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was just so good to be able to be like, yeah, Mm but that's just like, you're planting the seeds for those ideas in people Mm -hmm. who are either just casual in, you know, just casually interested or like young people who are ready to start their scientific journeys. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's Very nice.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, and then, uh, our, uh, final guest, uh, sir, David Attenborough, uh, what was your favorite? Uh, what you, you know, you narrated the whole thing. I'm sure you must have a favorite. I don't think I would do
5: the impression this time
2: (laughs) (laughs) for those
5: those who, uh, before this recording, I was doing my David Attenborough impression for everyone. Um, but for me, um, (laughs) I think my favorite creature, um, as the croc person uh, was definitely Simosuchus. Um I think oh yeah yeah I think the last season season one we was really dinosaur focused with pterosaurs kind of sprinkled in and like marine reptiles but I think having Samosuucis there really like led to some diversity because Mesozoic <laughs> has a lot of crocs and a lot of croc diversity and being able to as we talked about in our last episode we had an interview in with myself um, croc diversity was just so Huge and be able to see mm-hmm. a small herbivorous crocodile. Actually, we we talked about
1: Samosuks in that last episode.
5: We did,
0: we did, yeah, oh, we ahead. did. I, 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 the second it came on, I was like, oh my god, it, it's, it's uh, there. Yeah. He is yeah.
1: literally. It was like a Marvel cameo for me. I was so excited. I was like, I know what this is, guys. I know about
0: this. I was like freaking
1: out, was telling people, and everyone's like, I don't, I don't understand. No, it was really cool to see on screen. Absolutely, um, yeah. And not only that,
5: you know, if we can dive into it at some point, but like the behavior. It's not just Simon Suggis, oh, it's yeah. also just yeah. all the behaviors of all the animals throughout this season that just mm-hmm. to have some type of defense where you're, you know, moving your body back and forth and like mock mm-hmm. charging and all of this stuff. It's it's real. It's something
0: that animals do.
5: And I could totally mm-hmm, geek out on mm-hmm. all the behaviors throughout season two. But yeah, um, Simon was definitely a favorite for my.
0: Oh, yeah, no, like the, 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 cause it was the, um, the like half blind Majungasaurus was, was going after it. And, but then it like, it starts acting. It looks like the, um, the footage you see of like when a lion like comes up on a, uh, like a honey badger or something like something much smaller, Mm -hmm. but like, but like, uh, far more aggressive, you know? Yeah. That was, that that was really uh, cool to see, and yes, no, we'll we'll definitely have to talk about all the really interesting behavior uh, we saw uh, in this season. Joe, did you have a favorite creature?
1: Uh I was actually going to say that mine was also Simosuchus because it was the one I knew, and I was it was just the again that same kind of reasons of how it was animated and whatnot. But also, I have to throw in the ammonites in this as well because mm-hmm. I, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Like I wasn't excited originally, but like at the when they showed throughout like that whole episode and the different versions of them but then also how the young like move themselves as one was pretty crazy so yeah no i i was i was really fascinated by that um specifically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah i think for me though i got obviously lots of Lots of great creatures, lots of great contenders. I gotta say uh the devil toad. The, the Oh my god, bell.
2: yes.
3: <laughs> yes. He's so That's awesome. he's just, yes. He's just trying to get some so ladies, fun. man. I know. He's so know. chonky. My man just mm-hmm. stumbles. He just stumbles. <laughs> yeah.
0: he
2: just, no I riz. I feel that way no, all riz. Like, no riz. <laughs> uh
0: no, it uh I mean, yeah, because
2: it
0: it it felt a lot like how a toad, how big chunky toads move and, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's a predator itself. It's uh, it was really impressive to see something like that. I thought it was, it was really beautifully done. Um, So uh, that all being said, I guess maybe we should get into uh, what are, I'll I'll open it up. What are some uh, initial thoughts as to what, uh, what, what's been accomplished here, where we're hoping, uh, it conti- the direction that this continues to go. Yeah, just uh, general thoughts on the series overall. I
5: think one, one thing is it's a back and forth because some people really like this and some people seem to have opinions where they didn't was that this felt like a continuation from the first season. And as they had mm-hmm. said, this is season two. And I think Andy had said in his review, he posted that it feels like a season one point five. And for some yeah. people that could be great. Cause it's, you're following those stories. Um, some animals, literally like some individual animals from the first season are just getting traveled onto this season. So it's like, kind of gives them more depth at the same time. It can feel mm-hmm. as though like models and things are being used again. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. they had to obviously get this, they got it out in a year's time from the last one. So, Obviously you'd have yeah. to make a completely new season would take more time. But um I yes. personally think if you come in with the expectation that it's a continuation of last season, I think it's
1: great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just to add on that as well, I do think, and I've done not I have not checked this at all, so I could be wrong. But I do think that they it's a split like they planned for the 10 and went for five and five to finish up the graphics and mm-hmm. the sounds and stuff, like just to really lock it in. Cause it did mm-hmm. feel a bit um it it didn't feel like like a second season is like a, a new a new planet or like the new thing, but I don't I don't think
2: it's <laughs> <we're> going,
1: <laughs> it's all been a setup for Apple TV to have a new sci fi show. No, but um, I wanted to add when I saw Andy's review recently that. It's funny enough that I actually watched the last episode first oh, wow. because Apple mm. put that one first for me. And I was like, wow, we're starting off with North America. This is crazy. <laughs> and then I read the episode series. So I just restarted my way backwards. And it didn't really make a difference in terms of where it ended and where it started. But I don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily. I think it, it holds its own in that way. And it shows that it can, like, you can watch that in any order and it makes sense, which I think mm. is very useful for mm. people.
4: Can mm-hmm. I just highlight, though, how much I don't think the ecosystem separation of episodes works for the series as like, mm-hmm. a strength. Mm-hmm. There are some that are yeah. a stretch, right? It like, was, like the Pachycephalosaur. It did start to feel yeah. a little
0: blur. Yeah, that that I, honestly, I had a similar thought.
4: And like North America, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a little yes, the big... one habitat of <laughs> oh, North America. <laughs> America. So like, yeah, I, I would rather if they, you know, so like. It's been marketed as prehistoric planet two. Um mm-hmm. and it is, you know, one point five. It's more of the same but with some nice additions, which mm-hmm. is very good. Mm-hmm. But if they wanted it to be two, I think it would have been really neat had they changed the way they divided their vignettes mm-hmm. into Yeah, choosing different a stories. different
0: framework than just right. biomes or something.
4: And that way we could have something like, you know, you know, the start of life, how different animals right. nest. And then maybe how different animals uh, handle nighttime or whatever, like yeah, focus yeah. nocturnal, right? And then you could jump yeah. around still between the locations and be fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for the fan cut <laughs> that somebody mm. just develops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like nice. just re-chops us up. <laughs> right, because all the footage à la carte is great, but I, I that separation just. Like I said the packy one it's in the Swamps episode and it yeah. <laughs> when they introduce the Packies mm-hmm. it's like this is usually a swamp but right now it's not.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good I'm point. Like, mm, yeah. Okay. And then you see yeah. an
4: awesome showdown.
0: Oh right? yeah, yeah. No, af- af- you're you're at the uh You know, the the one, uh, the As Dark, it is like, I am your father. And then you see the volcano Mm. in the Mm. flashback, and then you come back to the present and finish with uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Basically. You you see the (laughs) the Hedsegopteryx on the ground yelling. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
4: It's to the the cats.
0: I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, thinking of it it, like, uh, in terms of like one of the issues that we typically have with. Sci-fi, particularly like um, Star Wars and stuff, is just like this is forest planet, this is <laughs> desert planet, and one thing that I I think we touched on last time we talked about prehistoric planet was at least with the first season, it did it did a pretty good job of establishing that this is all happening relatively at the same time. There's all of these different ecosystems happening at once, um, and I do think that they proved that point. I I think I can I can concede that. This yeah, the season just felt a little bit just more of that idea. I don't know if it would have been solved by moving a different direction in time or or yeah, maybe maybe even picking um picking a, a, a smaller selection of animals and following them on a longer journey, because that's one of the strengths of walking with dinosaurs, mm-hmm. I think, where an entire episode would pretty much just be uh, a couple of storylines of maybe an animal maturing or going through some hardship. But then, you know, in the six episodes of walking with dinosaurs, the original in the original series, it then suffers from the star Wars problem where you're just like, the world is a desert planet. Now the world's flooded. Now the world is covered in a forest. You know, the, uh, There's it's tricky to say uh, exactly how uh, what what other direction they could have taken. How
4: could you separate this out
5: to piggyback off what Zan said? If we did episodes that follow like a group of animals and a continuous story. I also I also had that in my mind because walking with dinosaurs Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, basically, like you said, like they did that. And I feel like that would have been so fun because they had the models at least for certain uh, regions and they could have really like fleshed out like you know nature docs like have the knack of turning these animals Mm -hmm. into characters because if you like the characters and you care about the characters you're more invested and i don't like i think that's you know just a classic trick of nature docs and it's great i think like especially i was just thinking in my mind that um where like Dinochirus and Tarbosaurus and, you know, the Mongolian Titans and all that it can almost be like the storyline of like Dinochirus and some of these dinosaurs are in the Oasis side of Cretaceous Asia where they lived. And then maybe the sauropods right. and the hadrosaurs are like migrating for, to get to that place. And like you kind of follow back and mm-hmm. forth with different animals, and then it all converges at the very end of the episode to this lush marshland. I think that would be really cool. Because one, one animal I really mm. missed, which I wish was in season two, was Dinochirus. I wish we got it back, you know. Dino Chiris, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. Man, I missed Red Nauta. We had more <laughs> weird sauropods.
3: We had one. We had <laughs> one weird sauropod. Give me, me it again. One more time. Um. Run it back. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see Theracinosaurus again without it being like drowned in like shadow.
2: <laughs> hmm. for its
3: big like big scene
0: <laughs> yeah I yeah because I, I guess for returning characters it was the, the big thing was we got more as Darkids uh, we got uh, Return of Triceratops and uh, Return of T-Rex were there any other repeats uh, I guess Velociraptor Velociraptor, velociraptor. Bufo. and I um, yeah Mosasaur, yeah, oh yeah Moses.
4: Yeah. many of them were overlapped
0: i don't yeah. know if i'm being mean i don't know what it is i felt like the underwater uh portions did not feel as well executed from just as this is maybe being nitpicky i don't know but i felt like the the animation and the the life like of the animals was was a little lacking in the in the underwater episode because I, I always feel like it's obligatory they have to have an underwater episode you know mm. there's yeah, gotta it's be for, one I my favorite I think it's just harder it's
3: just it's harder. So hard.
4: yeah so mm-hmm. the problem with the uh, I, i've talked to this with my friends mm-hmm. too my, my actual like colleague friends who are also marine biologists hello everybody i'm <laughs> actually a marine biologist that's actually what i do uh, for a living and and we found it since oceans is a, about pelagic habitats for mm-hmm. the most part, it's harder yeah. to ground a lot of these because mm-hmm. you're a floating camera. What I right, think would have yeah. helped was more of the um, illusion that be, that you're filming the things. Mm-hmm. A shot that comes to mind is in season one of, for, for coasts. when they come in on the ammonite at night, yeah where you see the yeah. light of their yeah. boats like ROV or their submarine or whatever, and they're coming towards it, they illuminate it with an artificial light. More Mm -hmm. like that. Give me the illusion that you have a camera Mm. and you're pointing at a Mosasaur or Hesperonis. And also, I I feel that there there wasn't enough of an emphasis on that connectivity between the coastal marine habitats Mm. and the pelagics. They got that a little bit with the tide pools, but there's Mm -hmm. so much more you could have done. Show me a Mesozoic uh, anemone. Or something, just something real yeah. weird or indifferent. Mm. So I, underbaked and a little bit under, not not as well imaginative as the rest of the series, which is unfortunate. Because as a marine person, I was very mm-hmm. excited to see, mm-hmm. you know, what the Cretaceous ocean might have looked like. And we got a glimpse, but well, maybe we not got as the, much as I The,
0: the zyfactiness was was mm-hmm. uh, cool to so see. It was
4: pretty cool, right? And hesperornis yeah. was was always nice to see. Like, oh you know, yeah darting around like like a, a loon or something. But mm-hmm. I think just Coast did so much better of a job of mm-hmm. showing like the how variable these all can be. Like the Mosasaur in Coast in the Coral Reef. I mean,
0: yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Show me more of that. No, that, that I I loved that segment in the in the first season. Um that was that was fantastic.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah. I think there's parts that for sure that illusion gets a little shattered with the animation and with the, the um the art in general for some of the episodes and for sure in the in the oceans one. I'm always biased because I do love a good ocean biome and because of the fact that I don't fully know what's going on. It also puts me in a different perspective when watching this show. But even there, like, there's some parts that I think with the Moses sword that worked really well and some that just fall a little flat. But throughout the series, that's always my interest in the show is that they do such an amazing job at creating the illusion where sometimes I feel like I am quite literally transported to this world and you're connected with the characters that you're following, even though they are these smaller vignettes that I also do wish were connected in some way. But then there's always, like, a little bit of some, Pause almost in the animation, or something feels a little rigid in a in a way, which I'm I'm willing to forgive because it's so difficult already to pull off on the oh, yeah. of budget they're working on. But I think that that when what you were saying to Charles about the, like the fake elimination when they do it in that one mm-hmm. scene with the actual submarine being there, like I'm also I'm interested in that. Like if they will mm-hmm. pull in maybe later, if they'll lean more towards, oh, we have a camera here and this is like an actual nature crew. We have a documentary crew that's back in time. Or if they'll just pull away from the illusion and kind of expect us to know what's act- what it actually is, you know? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. curious where they'll go with that.
0: Oh, yeah. But I mean, also, can we talk about the, uh, the I, I'm forgetting what the mammal was called, but the. Uh,
3: Delatherium. Um,
0: can we talk about those babies? Can we talk about those puppets? Those weren't puppets.
4: They, yeah, those were All p- CGI. Was no, that all CGI? I, I, I read somewhere. I, I read online. I ain't got to go validate this. And <laughs> on, those on, were, on, some, um, on
0: some dark web forums. Yeah, right. No,
4: those were just like nice...
0: Those were
4: baby it. mice? I, I need it. to validate it again. I'm sure Daniel yeah. has
0: a thread about it. I, I need to look. Okay, okay. Because I yeah. was like, that looked real. That looked really real. I was like, are, are they puppets? What it, What is going on? <laughs> no, they like too convincing to be puppets. <laughs> or they got, got baby yeah. mice of <laughs> <as> the
3: freezer <laughs> section of Petco. Uh, <laughs> and I <wangle> them around. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think um, anywhere,
4: like the yeah. BBC has access to mice. Oh, to yeah. Them,
3: right. Oh, 100%. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now... But but I mean, something like that felt very grounding, I think, Mm, like, especially for like something underwater and for how different reefs were um, in in the Cretaceous. Like, you know, if it was an opportunity to talk about like sponge reefs or something like something that you could do pretty easily with a practical effect and just Mm. make something feel very, very grounded. But I I don't know. I'm sorry, Christian, you had uh, you had something.
5: Yeah, I think I think we need more. Personally, I like the mix of the CG like regular dinosaurs and then some very like up close like realistic stuff because like the like when they were using the the mouse footage, um, to represent the babies Mm -hmm. that reminded me a lot of Walking with Dinosaurs because they had like the it was the episode Mm. with like the other like stem mammal that the Coelophysis was like yeah the The Sinodont they had like. I can't remember so long ago, like little puppets or like maybe baby mice too. That looked like so real. Those and were even puppets. With the, oh, okay. Well, even.
0: Yeah, the, the, those were puppets. And and what's also incredible about that is I, I've, if you watch the behind the scenes uh, things for that Cynodont, when she's laying down, they actually have a straw that they're like pushing air in and out of. And that's how they're getting um, all of the, uh, the, the mother and the babies to like oh, wow. seem like they're breathing. It's oh, it's awesome. really really an incredible. Yeah, puppet. we need
5: more puppets. That's what I want.
0: hmm. But yes, um, if I can also bring up an- another, I feel like fairly nitpicky thing. I don't know if this is for to to get a certain rating or whatever. But I also feel like I became very aware of how there there very clearly is a line. As to how much gore they're allowed Mm. to show in this. Mm. Like every time we watch something get eaten, it's a baby (laughs) that like can get eaten in one gulp. Or <laughs> babies just do that. Babies go down easy, you know. Babies are like oysters, you know. You just there's kinda, a lot of baby yeah. killing in this. A lot, this yeah. There, there, there's a lot of knocking it back. A um, lot of
3: tasteful baby.
0: <laughs> yes, a lot of ta- tasteful, tasteful infanticide. That's your next book. There you go. Um, <laughs> that's a name. Uh, but. Uh, you know every time you're watching an animal get eaten you're you're seeing it from the other side not very uh it's it just is uh like even the eggs i feel like was like weirdly chased when the um not uh when the oviraptor Mm -hmm. eggs got stolen um -hmm. I, i feel like that was even a little bit like we can't we can't show like some 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 an animal like you know with a gooey mouth I, I i don't know maybe there's too many perverts online now i don't too know many
4: perverts well, here, this, this is the problem right because like this documentary is all fake
2: <laughs> what <laughs> i know right they, <laughs> little <laughs> do
4: people know that john favreau does not have a time machine
0: it's a I communist misconception. i mean if, if, he, I if he if he did he probably you know would have tried to uh, save uh christopher in the sopranos
3: of course, mm, 100%. you want to stop 9 I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
4: um, but, like, every piece of gore, every shot of something dead or getting eaten has to be intentional. Like, for an, mm-hmm. an actual nature doc, hey, hey, man, if it happens, it happens. Like, you can't be like, mm-hmm. hey, can you, can you, like, put down the disembodied leg for a second? Like, that's the footage. <laughs> yeah.
2: right? there, there's but here, you
4: have but,
0: to. Right. Yeah. yeah but, but, like, if you turn on at least one... I used to have cable. Like when you turned on animal planet, you can see some very yeah. gory stuff at all times of day. I mean, yeah. I guess I, I guess that was kind of my question. Like why, why you can watch a, you know, a, a lion stick its head inside of a zebra. Uh, and just where, where the line of, of tasteful gore mm-hmm. is, you know, cause also like, I could also see this is dinosaurs this is inherently going to have a younger skewing audience um you know they they want it to be appropriate for kids But uh, this
4: younger audience has probably seen Jurassic Park and Samuel L Jackson's Disembodied Arm right So oh, yeah, yeah 100% right. yeah.
3: Yeah, see, no, that... no, I, I agree with Xan though i feel like this is like a some kind of like weird like executive yeah. studio mandate. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. apple tv plus is like hey we don't really have that many subscribers maybe we need something <laughs> to you know to get everyone on maybe even the kids but it has to be family yeah. friendly so everyone yeah. can watch it so we can't yeah, have too definitely. much gore mm-hmm. in it you know mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. which is so, why like to my earlier point you have to make the gore in a thing like this. You had to be yeah. you had yeah. to make the choice like we're the gonna t-re. show yeah. the T Rex rip off this thing's head and of course right, executive right. meddling, right?
3: So I yeah. just
0: you know, I, I don't I don't wanna just sound like the one guy who's just advocating for more goo. You know, I'm not. We, we all know, I, like you're
3: an edge I'm like, not. Yeah.
0: I'm not. I am. Yeah. I'm not like into super gory movies and stuff. But I'm. I'm also recalling it, not to keep talking about it, but in Walking with Dinosaurs, how like they apparently bought out an entire store of KY jellies to get the Tyrannosaurus oh, wow. drool. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
4: Anyway, uh, Joe, go ahead and roll the uh, roll the Zan Gore wheel, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, everyone knows i just really like happy tree friends i guess that's oh, the thing God. these, these kids these kids have access to all sorts of awful things on youtube and i guess they're the kids now don't have rotten.com but unless that still exists but yeah, it does. yeah but yeah no i just it's i don't know yeah i i'm i i could see an executive saying that uh but also, I I'm not sure how much it actually reflects like what mm-hmm. what people are are typically exposed to, mm-hmm. and and if it if it's maybe it's worth it to get you know a, a a broader audience rating maybe, but it also does take you out of it on occasion. But again, this is I think a nitpick um, on my part.
3: Oh, yeah, it's very it's like a very minor kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I thought about complaining about it, mm-hmm. like when I when I wrote my review, but I was like, eh, well, to be fair, like. You don't really need that much blood and gore when you're telling this Mm -hmm. kind of like story and presenting it to this kind of audience. So, are
4: uh, newer documentaries cleaner on average than the ones that we that we know? Like I, I
0: I haven't questioned.
4: I don't watch documentaries anymore. I'll be honest, except for (laughs) dinosaur ones, because I, you know, I live it now. I mean, um, planet
0: Earth, I feel like, was fairly brutal, right?
4: I think. I think, again,
5: when you're trying with these more modern nature documentaries to tell a story and have characters and such, you're also starting to clean it up a little bit because you you want it to be you want it to feel real and you want to show that. But again, you also want
0: mm-hmm.
5: you also executives want the kids to be able to watch it, the family to be able to watch it. And if you're if right. uh um, you know, this, this antelope that you're following gets absolutely eviscerated, <laughs> you know, you're going to, you're going to feel strong about it. Mm-hmm. Um But even then, in, in season one, right. where the, the one like male T-Rex is like, uh he's eating the Triceratops, you see like the Triceratops is like open eye mm-hmm. and its mouth open and then a fly like lands on its eye. So you like, you know, you get, you get the idea that it's dead. Yeah. And, even, yeah. and the T-Rex like was eating the meat uh-huh. and had like blood on its, on its face um, I feel like that's fine. Like, I feel like you can roll with that. You don't need like entrails and yeah. organs like spewing all over mm-hmm, the place. But, mm-hmm. like, that at least it, I feel like is that balance of showing the realness of nature while also not going over the top for mm-hmm. your kids and families.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right.
4: Can we also talk about that scene too? The, the, mm-hmm. when it's like eating the trike. I love how Ragdoll. The trike looks mm. like just getting like up, 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 by the Rex, just going oh, into the, the neck. He <laughs> was like, Oh, geez.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, th- there was something really haunting about like when you watch the, uh, the like pupil die of the, um, the ammonite after it gets, uh, attacked yeah. by that Mosasaur. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It was
0: yeah. Just, that was that was pretty dark, honestly.
1: I, I, f- I feel like they, they definitely. Like sure, there's there's that bit of that censorship that comes up and is there, but I also feel like when you're because it's an it's all narrative, right? Like all this is constructed yeah, totally. in a writing room and planned and storyboarded, mm-hmm. and and somebody's constructing the story. In a way, it's I, I don't know if it's inherently terrible to guide the viewer of what we're going to see, what we're not. But I I totally understand that like realism aspect of it because you want it to appear like it would we would be there and how that's going to be and and showing the truth of it, but then. You know, because it's almost like if you're comparing like cinema verite to a modern day, you know, docu-series or something where everything's edited in the room and you're really careful about what shot you're showing and how you want to mm-hmm. convey the message to the audience and how much I guess is necessary. Do you go saw level or do you back it up and go a little bit more realistic or do you just pan slightly to the left to avoid the entrails, but you get the idea of the animal mm-hmm. being dead. I, I think those decisions seem to be made and, and we're conscious, but it's... um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth on it, to be honest. Because I remember you told Mm -hmm. me that, Zam, when I hadn't even started yet. So I went into it like, oh, okay. Like, I'm curious where the the violence will be. And then I remember seeing some of those, like, really violent scenes. And I was like, ah, (laughs) it's pretty intense.
0: Like, there's a lot of babies dying. But, yeah, yeah, I I totally get what
1: you're saying, though.
0: Yeah. My my girlfriend Allison was very upset about how many babies died. <laughs> a lot, so maybe, man. maybe 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 we're not ready. I don't know. Like, but also <laughs> like you can quickly change. The one fascinating thing about nature documentaries is because you have like this apparent neutrality of nature, where nothing is wholly good or evil. It's just <laughs> survival is the name of right. the game. Like. On my drive to work uh, this week, there's uh, this one turn where there's a dead deer on the side of the road, and mm. the first day it was sad, but the rest of the week, uh, those vultures are having the time of their life. Like every day, like they're it's like they're hanging around a water cooler. Like you know, it's like well, okay, someone's <laughs> having a good time.
3: Yeah. They're having a little, um, you call it like tailgate party? (laughs) No, it is. Well, yeah.
0: No, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like the, the, all those far side cartoons of like all the, uh, (laughs) all the vultures hanging out together. I think that's a great
5: kind of segue or push towards one great strength of, of, Mm -hmm. at least that I like in these nature documentaries and prehistoric planet is the behavior aspect, when you, when you mm-hmm. watch Prehistoric Planet and you mm-hmm, see some yeah. of the details that they're doing, as a person who's very much involved as a wildlife educator in ecology, you I was just enamored. Like, the entire time, just seeing all these different behaviors, like, oh, that's from this animal, and that's from this animal. And it just, it felt so cool. Where, like, mm-hmm. courtship. Like, there's different animals mm-hmm. throughout the series that do courtship. But, like, the Hatsugopteryx, the giant pterosaur, um, the male, like, brightens up because it's the breeding season with his colors and you, yeah he's then uh he captured some prey to show like his strength and he's capable of being an adequate hunter does <clears> his <throat> dance and shifting around to show you know his physical prowess and then finally the female shows up and then they lift their heads up and like they click their bills and it's like a, it's a whole like it's a whole thing oh, yeah it's just so awesome and then you have Combat with Pachycephalosaurus mm-hmm. and the dynamic of like an old breeding male who has kept on top for a while, and this new challenger comes up. They they combat. They combat. The young one thinks he he finally did it, and then he just gets blindsided back by the old male um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and stays on top. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other different things,
0: just like David Attenborough, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't want <laughs> rabbit-
2: to. <laughs> Oh my
1: god. What
4: they didn't show you was that uh to get the prehistoric planet um voice over a person, they all had to fight in ritual combat. Exactly. And David oh, Attenborough yeah. came up on
0: top. Who, who, mm. So so who did he, he probably had to fight? Morgan well, Freeman. Oh mm. yeah,
4: yeah. Morgan Freeman was like,
0: I've he, finally done he, uh,
5: it. I've he beat
4: David
5: Ben Stiller and Christian Slater voiced uh like the discovery channel <laughs> version of Walking <laughs> with Dinosaurs. I don't know if anyone remembers that. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Okay, I've seen that, and weirdly, that was also called Prehistoric Planet.
5: It was, yeah, it
0: was, it huh. was called Prehistoric Planet. Yes, yeah. Mm.
2: Mm. Mm. And they cut out yeah, that, like
0: that 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 part where they like the school on fire. <laughs> I'm thinking of Heather's.
2: Um,
5: but another <laughs> another two quick things that come to my mind too were also like the mud wallowing and the the mm-hmm. foot impressions that the sauropods did where like, Oh there was, yeah. a was trying to get a female yes. where the footsteps that they make are microhabitats for amphibians and fish and stuff like that. That's something that elephants do. And a lot of big herbivores do today. Mm. And oh, then yeah. finally, the last episode was conflict and predator dynamics. And I'm talking about um, T-Rex and Quetzalcoatlus. Like that, okay, uh, I was
0: wondering when we were gonna talk about yeah, this. That, this is, yes, okay, let's get into that.
5: That that section <laughs> is just amazing. Like you, you see Alamosaurus, which is actually my favorite sauropod, um, and it's a huge resource. This giant thing, like 50 feet long or so, is dead. Everything in the vicinity that eats meat is coming for it. And finally, T-Rex shows up, it gets its fill, and, and is abruptly stopped by this draft-sized reptile that can fly. And now there's Mm -hmm. the dynamic of, I want this resource, you want this resource. We're either going to eat it together or one of us is leaving. And then finally, the second Ketsuquallus comes. And it also speaks to how we perceive T-Rex as the ultimate killing machine that is unstoppable. But in reality, you know... They have dynamics. There are times where T Rex mm-hmm. lost the fight. There are times where T Rex walked away. And showing mm-hmm. that was one of the most realistic things of predator relations, like in the ecosystem.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, especially like when. Cause they, it brought up the, the idea, you know, that once those, the, the sauropods and in that case, the alamosaurus, like once they get to a certain size, you know, the only way that they're getting eaten is after they've, they've already died. Like nothing's, nothing's going after them, but it really made me think about like when these sauropods died in real life, was this like a land version of a whale fall, like like it must have been like its own like little mini ecosystem totally. for years. Mm-hmm. Like you know, after- not
4: only that though, um not only was it a like a land whale fall sort of thing, it was an environmental hazard.
2: Oh, like th-
4: this is a known thing. This was an abstracted SVP this past oh, year. Oh, interesting. Where a brachiosaurus body uh-huh. had blocked a major tributary oh, and like collected gosh. a whole bunch of biome It was a dam. Oh
0: my god, a rotting <laughs> dam. A Rotterdam. Yeah. Rotterdam. <laughs> so, oh like, my god! <laughs> these were huge. Like, like, like. Imagine you're
4: like down on your look as like you know maybe not the strongest Allosaur in the world, mm-hmm. right? And then like here comes a dead sauropod <laughs> just down the river, right? Like, god, you're, you're, that's horrifying. It, literally life changing.
0: But if one then, like come died, a dead if, sauropod. if one died oh. in a lake, would that like poison the water for decades? Maybe. Like just rotting flesh in your water supply for years
3: i mean assuming there's i'm assuming there's things that exist in there that would help break down the the entire body unless like it felt like a small lake which yeah that water's that water's pretty messed yeah right. anymore
0: yeah but yeah no it, sure. it's just a fascinating thing and then but if we if we return to uh to, to what christian originally brought up like that fight was was really it was good really unique to like just just yeah no we haven't we haven't really seen that before i think usually when we watch t-rex fight things it's you know uh the Indoraptor raptor and <laughs> king kong
4: right <laughs> <laughs> it's to the death always with
1: t-rex right In yeah.
0: yeah no yeah. we, we saw it, we saw it walk away we saw it like make a make a choice you know
1: yeah, I like that a lot honestly, especially compared to uh what was it Dominion, right? The the dress <laughs> yeah. where we talked about too where T-Rex mm-hmm. Phil got back up and went on boxing, mm-hmm. you know. It was just kind of like
4: refreshing. I didn't in that hear Nobel. <laughs> <laughs> Have you all seen the extended version of Dominion yet? No. no. There's things- an Wow. There, a fl- the T-Rex has a
3: flashback.
2: Oh, my <laughs> God. No, no, it it. no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Okay, <laughs> so you, you, you guys yeah. know the...
3: the, the, the Remember the, the the prologue trailer that came out? That was originally supposed to come with the movie. But then Universal oh. was like, no, we got to reduce the runtime, okay. so we can play in more theaters. So the extended edition puts that prologue back in where it's like 65 million years ago. And for some reason, there's a giganotosaurus <laughs> in Hill Creek. And then... <laughs> Adds a flashback <laughs> to the T Rex, like remembering its past, but genetically, like, like Assassin's Creed <laughs> <laughs> or something like dude,
2: <laughs> Oh
3: my oh god! My god. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lightning flash,
4: and you see behind it, like the environment what? changed to like the ecosystem of the Cretaceous, and we're back, oh, and then its oh eye dilates. Wow. I think would have been funny. <sighs> I think it would have
5: been funny if the t- if Rexy from the Jurassic World Dominion had the flashback, but the flashback was the entire sequence of that <laughs> for like, like all five minutes of
3: it. Or it- that would have been so bad, like even worse than the actual movie. Or
0: or or if it was. um do you remember at the end of the Twilight movies where they have that big epic fight and then it turns out it's just uh, someone uh, going through what would happen if they did fight? And then yeah, they decide was a not dream. to fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. OK. I did not know that about Dominion. But uh, yeah. OK. The, so what we watched was smarter than
3: that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better in every way. <laughs> oh, no, Like quite a bit.
0: Instead of *Cretaceous Creed*, <laughs> nice.
4: Maybe I want to see *Cretaceous Creed* though. That
1: sounds like a fun movie. Oh, it does.
0: Now nice. I th- oh, is that a boxing movie or is that an *Assassin's Creed* movie? *Assassin's Creed*. Yeah. Obviously, it's like a raptor with a, the hood <sighs> on. They're right? running out of ideas.
1: We could go as far back
0: as they want at this point. So,
3: yeah, bro. I don't know. It'd yeah. be crazy.
0: Eventually, they're gonna have
3: dinosaurs in *Fast and Furious* right mm-hmm. i We're, thought that was a guaranteed yeah. thing i thought they already talked about really are they, they gonna time travel are they gonna drive so fast that they time travel <laughs> i think they're just gonna like imply that jurassic world happened in the same universe as fast x and just have them cross over
0: wow family huh.
3: yeah don comes across like the t-rex want to join the family <laughs> <laughs> dom's like you saw the news Oh my, my bias in. <laughs> Just <laughs> to bring gonna, it up, yeah. and then all
1: of a <laughs> it's going to be in that post-credit scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: I do want to bring it back to prehistoric planet, and also still to keep that Jurassic contrast because um for Jurassic, right, one of its best attributes, the entire mm-hmm. franchise, is introducing people to new dinosaurs. Yes, mm. Jurassic Park three introduced everyone to Spinosaurus. It's not; it wasn't a new dinosaur, but like. That depiction of Spinosaurus was relatively yeah, yeah. up to date, right? Um, for better or worse, Sinoceratops is now in the popular mindset as the other ceratopsian,
2: mm-hmm. right?
4: We also have Therizinosaurus, we have Moros, Giganotosaurus. Prehistoric Planet does that to an extreme, where some of these have never had a 3D reconstruction ever, Wow. Mm. ever, 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 mm. right? Think about all the species we've seen in, in these two uh, seasons. Most of them, yeah, no one, no one has ever made a two D or three D or even a two D mm-hmm. drawing until now, and that some kid's favorite hadrosaur is going to be Tethys hadros, mm-hmm. right? Or their mm-hmm. favorite theropod will be Rahasaurus or something. So I'm very fortunate and very uh, like thankful that this exists now. And it's not just an alternative, but like mm-hmm. you know, a complementary yeah. source of like visual aid. Like this is what a prehistoric. You know a mesozoic mammal would have looked like, or what the crocodilian diversity mm-hmm. with sarmosuugas and et cetera mm-hmm. right so very thankful for that
0: no it's 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 an incredible accomplishment for for many reasons, but that especially yeah no we we have some familiar dinosaurs, but it it does a wonderful job of introducing new things
1: yeah, absolutely, especially too like for for me, in this case, it doesn't even know about these types of dinosaurs. it's so interesting to learn. In this type of setting, and not having to have it from like a pop culture one, like with Jurassic Park mm-hmm. or with Jurassic World, where it's useful in that way, like we've talked about, but at the same time, it can be a little damaging or it can be a bit more spectacle. Whereas with Prehistoric Planet, it feels a lot more educational with stakes and also entertainment. I feel like too, like you can show mm-hmm. it in a yeah. class setting, but you can also sit down and watch it at home for the thirty-minute runtime, and it it's just a nice piece of entertainment
0: or something yeah. that I feel Dude, like can I'm, you I'm coming
4: being with. a kid right now or you're oh, like now yeah. in elementary school oh, or middle yeah. school and your teacher your favorite science teacher is like mm-hmm. we're gonna watch prehistoric so today. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: i think this would have changed the course of what i did with my life like if i would have mm. had this as a child oh man i don't know if i would have went the history i mean technically
3: route. we already had jurassic park
2: Yeah, <laughs> right you got me
1: there maybe it wouldn't have changed i don't know
0: well, well I, but but th- there did used to be kind of a dearth of um quality uh documentary something of this yeah. caliber there really there are more now but there there was no peer really to uh when it came to like informative ones like the walking with series was always there but i feel like all there there wasn't anything else that that had the scope the budget the 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 writing um i I don't I I I think yeah no this this must be an incredible time for for younger people to get into it and and to see them in this way like cuz I I think we also the the first time that we encounter a lot of these animals I think at least does get burned into us as the classic look of a certain animal like mm-hmm. Because, you know, as much as I obviously accept, uh, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, dinosaurs were cooler when they didn't have feathers. Like, I'm definitely not one of those people. I love the feather designs. I love the way the science has progressed. But um, when I saw, to, to bring it back to when I was at the Field Museum, I saw their Komodo dragon mount. And it really struck me how much Velociraptor in Jurassic Park is modeled on a Komodo dragon's head, like how much that that face is based on that, and how much it really is ingrained in my mind that that to some extent is velociraptor, even though I very much know it's not and it it it, it isn't even Dionicus, which I know the the um the Jurassic uh, Raptors are supposed to be more closely modeled on
5: but I think that what what you said earlier was an important detail that came to my mind was when you had said that someone like a science teacher could put this in their classroom and show people this is where we're at now like we're now in this age of mm. trying to show you know scientifically oriented dinosaurs like andy was right like jurassic park was there in the past and that's and that's great like that inspired that generation which is pretty much us more or less to now But kids growing up, yeah, they'll see, they can see Jurassic Park, they can see Jurassic World and all that, but they also have this. And if these kids grow up with the prehistoric planet in mind and learning about that, just imagine the documentaries in the next 20 years or the next 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Just the overall impact that this did for the paleo community and everyone buzzing about it and Mm -hmm. talking about it. I think the paleo community Mm -hmm. alone boosted this show so much. And now, again, like kids grow up and watch Prehistoric Planet and maybe the next cool documentaries, scientifically oriented documentaries that come up in the next few years, like there's going to be some serious change, and I, and it makes me happy to think about it. You know, we still get sixty five, mm-hmm. still get movies oh, like yeah. sixty five, but you know, maybe we'll uh, will finally yeah. get that well, big you know, budget I, nice movie.
0: Jurassic <laughs> Park mainly inspires, at least contemporarily, I feel like inspires fashion mm-hmm. a lot more. Like I, I think there's there's some Her. really solid looks. I I every day I try to dress like uh, Laura Dern. You gotta uh, get pleated shorts. That's the next
4: move. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I have uh, equivalent outfits for Alan Grant and Dr. Malcolm in my closet right now. <laughs> nice. in all black cap. Yeah. I have a, a denim jacket and then some nice khakis. There you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: A little ascot Excellent. going on. There you go. Dr. Grant. Yeah, but no. I was going to say, Charles
5: looks in the mirror and practices his E.O. Malcolm laugh every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, you two uh, dig, up, dig up dinosaurs, huh?
0: <laughs> now now it's uh now it's Norm McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, these uh these dinosaurs, huh? Deeply closeted dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I just I I I will s I said it once, I said it uh, I will say it again. I'm waiting for the Werner Herzog dinosaur mm. documentary. Uh that yeah. I'm sure I, I'm sure we have to get one of those out of him,
1: right? Maybe, hopefully. That would be kind of... Maybe yeah. he also lost to David Attenborough, though, in the fight. Well, just you know? like...
0: But but something, like, even wildly inaccurate, where he's just making shit up. Like, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> the dinosaurs do not care for modern philosophy.
1: It needs to have a, a, a large amount of existentialism baked into it, and
3: I feel like it would, mm-hmm. it would work well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
3: yeah didn't
4: he narrate
3: something yeah dinosaur? he did the he did um the, the the dinosaur revolution cut did he oh that's yeah. right oh my that's god right. huh oh yeah the the one cut that got released where they condensed like the four episode series into like an hour-long <laughs> movie
0: okay the the herzog cut interesting
3: yeah and they take like all the jokes <laughs> Release the it. herzog <laughs> and <laughs> it's called dinotasia it's called dinotasia i think he it was on prime for a while okay
0: huh. yeah. interesting interesting Let's hear let's hear some f- some favorite scenes uh as we uh begin to wrap up.
5: Yeah, I think a favorite scene for me was the canyon scene in Badlands where uh the velociraptors are looking for an opportunity to get some food, but they wait. And mm-hmm. the build up, you get shots of the canyon, you hear these rumblings as if something's something's off, something's not right, and these long-necked sauropods have to go through this Labyrinth, this maze of the canyons in order to get to like newer grounds. And it just, I think the build it was great till finally you get to Tarbosaurus and like they're working together. And not only that, as we talked earlier about storylines of animals from season one to season two, there were three Tarbosaurus in season one. And I like to assume it's the same ones from season one leading into season two. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and now yeah. like, they're
5: working together to get these, um, you know, just one like sauropod to trip up and then boom, it's dead. And that's all they need, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about because really all you need is one and you're ever all three of them are set and then not only that in the panic of everyone moving around and all of the the chaos that velociraptors then go in and they get the the dome-headed pr- uh, pranocephaly
0: Yeah, no I mean that that was such an interesting sequence and such a like interesting like uh yeah, just sort of uh a uh, trap to put them into, you know, the cuz Something like this must have happened, like as these huge animals are trying to get across, uh, you know, natural barriers. It's it's it, it sort of it, it's 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 really this perfect illustration of like how, how would these animals uh, use this as part of their hunting? How are the prey animals trying to move through it? It's it's very it's, it's a very tantalizing idea
2: yeah and i think it
5: it also makes predators less of the run in start biting start clawing kill something as quickly as possible and it makes again just the build it was really good and then yeah. makes it more formulaic mm-hmm. again using your environment to your advantage you know that there's even even the velociraptors they they had one chase the and then the other one literally yeah. <laughs> kicked boxes on the cliff <laughs> and then it, it fell oh my god um, yeah have you, you it, that dynam-
0: it, it reminded me of like I, I don't know which documentary it was if it was planet earth or one of them but like there's this brutal scene of like this um this polar bear chasing uh it ch- basically chases a walrus off a cliff Ooh. and just the walrus just Falls like hitting, you know, all of these rocks as it goes down. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me of that. It seems like a totally plausible thing that these animals could have done. Yeah,
5: yeah totally. I mean, pre- like animals use their environment to their advantage. Like mm-hmm. even then with the um the small um, hadrosaurs on the island that were getting away from Haxacodrax, oh, yeah. like they went into where the dense trees were because they knew the hats of Godric's couldn't follow through because it was too dense for them. Like animals using their environment is something that happens in nature. And those are two great examples that I just chef's kiss. It was great.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Andy favorite mm. uh, scene or sequence. So sorry, I know I already
3: talked about the uh, Paki sequence, which I did, really, oh, which I really like. I think another strong sequence was actually the um probably my second favorite. Well, no, I'd say my my other favorite one is something Charles is probably going to talk about. So I'm just going to skip to a different one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, is, is it the Rex Hunt or is it something else? Yeah, the Rex Hunt. But no, you can take I, the Rex I'll, Hunt. Take it. I'll talk about the um, the Triceratops mm. fight. Uh, I good. think. Nice. I think that. Oh, it was just it was just a really fun, really visually interesting. I do like mm-hmm. the setup of you have the two characters. It, it's a very popular like kind of paleo art trope where you have the old grizzled male <laughs> fighting young and up-and-comer and And, i mean i guess it's a tale as old as time right you got rocky it's kind of like that too and yeah, um, you
0: got um uh the model movie the male model movie
3: (laughs) uh credit kid uh
0: what oh um magic mike yeah it was definitely like magic mike what's the ben stiller movie uh uh Oh my god, where he's from. Zoolander? A male model? Zoolander? Zool- Why could I
3: not remember Zoolander? <laughs> Wait, oh how is it connected to. Wait, hold on. How is it connected to. Oh, I guess with Owen Wilson. Yeah, you know, the, the gristled male, you know, has to fight the younger one.
2: Hansel, he's so hot right now. Hansel. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> <You know. laughs> Mm. Mhm Mhm Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yes, yes. No, I mean, we, it's, uh,
0: we're, we're, I mean, that's why, that's why we brought you guys here. Uh You know, it's, uh, we, we want to hear what, uh, what people are reacting to, uh, and yes, so this leaves Charles.
4: Yeah, so Andy did allude to my favorite scene in, in this, this season, which is the Rex hunt, but I'll, I'll lead with my uh runner up, which is the um Imperobator hunt with the Morosaurus, mm, little uh, yeah. skin. if only because. This is, I need to stress again, this is the first time we've seen a 3D, you know, scientifically faithful, small feathered Ornithischian in,
2: mm-hmm.
4: in media, ever. And here it is, running and, and looking cool and juking away all these uh, theropods chasing it. And this is Imperator's first debut as well. And so these are now characters. These are now, like, yeah. something people think about. And I love that. I love that so much. And uh they've moved up in the ranks of my favorite dinosaurs for that reason. Just like, oh, these exist now in my head. Mm. Um but of course my favorite scene is the Rex hunt in, in Swamps where the two Tyrannosaurs under cover of night, um, stealthily and then almost masterfully corner an Admonosaurus and take it down. But uh, what yeah. I also really love is that the Admonosaurus wasn't a oh in one bite and that's it. T Rex is super powerful and it wins. No. Like They get it down, and it's like pummeling the rexes. It takes them like a hot minute to get a bite in because they're getting hit by the hoves and the tail. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we need to. I I think we, being you know people in visual paleo media or whatever, need to do a better job of showing that herbivorous dinosaurs survived more than more often than not, right? Or else Mm -hmm. they just wouldn't have existed, and -hmm. that they weren't schmucks. They weren't cannon fodder for your Indominus rex. They these were competent strong animals like we see with today's herbivorous animals no one looks at a giraffe like i could take that you know with just my bare hands um i'm referring (laughs) to that survey right
0: (laughs) yeah well Um, i think the the uh in, in the same way that i i think it's a trope to the point where like for coelacanths it's Obviously, coelacanths, you know, they're, they're known for two things. One, disappearing from the fossil record for 66 million years, and then also getting eaten by spinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that, those are the two things that you see them illustrate it doing, typically. Yeah, showing, exactly. up, showing up in the Indian Ocean and in the jaws of a Spinosaurus. Mm-hmm. You
4: know? Yeah, And, yeah. of course, no doubt, it happened, probably a lot.
2: You know, enough
4: to sustain Spinosaurus, or in this case, sustain T-Rex, but yeah, Mm -hmm. good to show the nuance, good to show, like Andy said, like a good old-fashioned dinosaur hunt with up-to-date everything, selfishly, ever so selfishly, I'm so sad we didn't get T-Rex versus
3: Triceratops
2: got away for are season they, three are
0: they are they holding that out are they really going to tease that, that, uh, that like much?
3: just based on the way that season two ended it doesn't feel like there's like a level of finality that like season one did and i feel like there is going to be a third season at some point um mm. maybe even next yeah. year would we want that in the cretaceous
4: or would you guys rather see a new time zone time I zone, we talk, new era i think we should talk about what we want what we
5: want yeah out of yeah let's yeah.
0: let's let's hear that because i think yeah, are uh yeah, what what are what are people where where what's the direction? give me Morrison, baby. Like
4: give see. me a Jurassic mm. era version of this. Show me Allosaurus, show me Brachiosaurus, show me Stegosaurus with this kind of technology, but I don't think they're gonna do it.
0: Show
3: ass says <laughs> show <me>. ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> show Jurassic. They're, oh, I like that. No, I I kind of agree with Charles. I think showing more time periods which i i understand why they went with mastriction is just because like you know it's pretty much almost the same as today besides like grass and certain other things um i guess something else i would also really really want to see is okay this does sound really really corny i just i i as charles said earlier i really want to see like the classic dinosaur fights <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but with updated cg and like research informing yeah it. and i mean we we got like the triceratops fighting each other we got the packy you know hitting each other i, it, I do it, really want to see be, like
0: be cool to see like let's see rematch stegosaurus versus allosaurus you know 100
3: percent mm. maybe we'll even get the the one where you know the Allosaurus got bopped in the in the pubis and and mm-hmm. died.
0: Yeah, Big Al, or Big no, Big Al. Al didn't get hit in the pubis. No, no, there was, the there was is a different break.
3: specimen entirely. I think
0: yeah. B- Big Al had the toe injury.
3: Yeah, right? yes, that heel yes. injury, right. injury and the arm injury and the vertebra injury. He
0: and... <laughs> Al had a lot of problems. Um, yep. But yeah, no, okay, so so some Jurassic. Uh, what what about you, Christian?
5: I. I also agree that Jurassic would be great um, to also completely go a different direction. I would actually really like to also see uh, the Cenozoic, the time of mm. mammals, and a particular time period that I really like is the Pleistocene. At At that point of life, it feels... You know, when people say, like, 10,000 years ago, saber-toothed cats and mammoths walked the, our, our Earth.
2: Yeah, I, and they
0: helped us build the pyramid. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah. Um, I want to see something like that. And not even... Yeah. Of course, of course they would add, like, saber tooth cat and woolly mammoth to, like, get people on board to watch. But I think there is... Other things you could show, like show us Pleistocene Madagascar, because there's some mm. weird lemurs and a lot of crazy oh, stuff yeah. you could show. Oh, yeah. I'm a personal, I love elephants, um, besides like crocs and like tyrannosaurs and long necked sauropods. Like, I love elephants so much. And there's one, there's a group called Straight tusked Elephants. There's some of the largest elephants to ever exist on the planet. And one lived in India. It's called Peleoxodon nematicus, but without being too lengthy, it was pretty much 17 feet tall. And what? yeah, was huge. Like literally like the elephants from Lord of the Rings, like just was, in real oh life. God. And, God. um, I think something like that, like these two bull males, like clashing on the grasslands of India. And like, like there's just so many cool stories to tell. Um, but of course I know they're going to stick with dinosaurs. So I'm just going to say if they do do dinosaurs again, we go, <laughs> we go to the Jurassic.
4: <laughs> Christian, could you imagine, I, I like the Cenozoic angle. If they did something where it's like, they showed the paleo history of where modern cities are today. I think that'd be cool.
2: Mm, like, yeah. imagine Los Angeles really cool. 10,000
4: years ago, and they show, like, you know, because I'm sure they have a lot of data about that, but like, you could do like, show the time do... lapse of
3: the city disappearing, <laughs> yeah. like, in <at> every... yeah.
4: <laughs> Hey, man, it's corny, but it would be very, be... I think, a cool, like, teaching tool. I'd be there. A way interested. to get rid of this habitat partitioning. Show me the, you yeah, know, stay here.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the one of the most, one i I recently read other lands, and the the early chap- because it works its way backwards in time, I think some of the most dramatic and really incredible things are in some of those early chapters where the the i mean the thing that's so so interesting about the Cenozoic is uh as as an arc, you know you watch things move into their modern places if if you're you know going to be kind of. Temporally biased, which I, I guess we are as, as human beings. But, you know, watching the the land bridge, you know, connect uh, North and South America, you know, the watching the Mediterranean go from the de- a desert one day and then suddenly the Straits of Gibraltar open up and it's a it's an inland sea like the it's really it's really compelling moments that are not that not as far back in, in history with a lot of really interesting animals. I, I tentatively am also maybe hoping for some Cenozoic. I I'm a little nervous that they still are. It seems like I, like waiting for this Triceratops T-Rex duel, you know, but I, I would like, I I think I'm in a, in a Cenozoic uh, camp a little
2: bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Joe, do you what, what? What do you want to see, Joe? <laughs> Joe yeah. wants to see ancient Sardinia. He
2: wants I would to see be very
0: the elephants and, right. and the giant swamp. That's right, Joe. He wants. To, I'd actually wants be very swans. interested in that.
1: Well, even I think they they were were they near the Mediterranean or something like that in the swampland episode or was that mentioned or did i or something no europe was mentioned it was way more vague than that and i remember being like wow this is europe like millions of years ago so that'd be kind That's, of interesting these are, these are your these people. Are my people i mean it's all you know <laughs> this is the, the <laughs> homeland way back when no i, I um i don't know I, I i you have to excuse me of not knowing time periods very well but i would be very interested in seeing like saber-toothed cats and woolly mammoths and all of that type w- what time period is that
2: somebody the
1: Place to see, thank you. Yeah, I, I would be interested in seeing the Pleistocene. to I, Again, I, I agree. I don't know if they will do it, but may I don't know. Ice Age was pretty popular, so they might like if it's enough time. Do you think we could?
0: Do you think you could get Dennis Leary to narrate an Ice Age? <laughs> or or Ray
1: Romano? Uh-oh. Uh oh. You probably could, but I don't know if we want it. You know, Manfred.
0: <laughs> yes, everybody loves mammoths. Season three. Season three, yes. Season three, pre- Prehistoric Planet. Everybody loves man. Well, I, I guess my thing
1: too, with that is, like, I don't know if you'll get it in, like, a recent season, but I imagine Apple TV and whoever's producing this as well is thinking big picture because there's a lot invested in the series and it seems to be working. So it's po- i mean not to get hopes up, but it's possible they could do a few spin-offs and make something like that work where you're tying in pop culture, things that we've seen in other movies and you're providing this more, you know, naturalistic documentary, you know, um scholarly approach a little bit to make it to show to show it in a different light. So maybe I don't know. Could be interesting. Prehistoric planet verse. Mm Yeah. I
0: mean, you know, they need other things. (laughs) It's it's all. It's literally our universe. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. but Spider-Man's in this one. (laughs) We're, we're in that universe. It's a canon event, you know, (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. So yeah. you know Christopher Nolan's <laughs> open. What was that one tweet where it's like going does show show Albert
4: Einstein's desk as the post credit scene with <laughs> E equals MC? Thanks <laughs> yeah. <fixed> to Black.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's ready. <laughs> in four.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I,
5: I hope
1: know, they make um, enough seasons man. to get to the modern era. You know that would be pretty crazy.
3: <laughs> well, it's guess, like hypothetically, could you like could you like watch every documentary ever to make like you a, go? You you could. Could. <laughs> no, as we I mean, every uh,
4: David Attenborough documentary could be yeah self contained. They all
3: happen in the same it.
4: universe.
0: Well, like, but okay, what about like all those nature documentaries that Walt Disney made that just like have. Blatant misinformation in them. It's like, I, would you consider that a separate universe?
3: Mm. Uh, no, it just it just gets retconned later. <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> oh, okay. For continuity, for those timelines
4: get pruned by the TVA from Loki. <laughs>
3: yes, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes
0: back in time and changes the timeline.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to fix okay,
0: it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So somehow, uh. I mean, it. it so it, I mean, by this logic, you know, we can get uh maybe the di the dinosaurs could happen in the Sopranos universe or the, or the Game of Thrones universe. Although I don't know mm. if Game of Thrones, they would have
3: dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, that, that's, not kind of, that's not a documentary either. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As much as I want to believe that, you know, I have Targaryen blood in me. Unfortunately, I'm too, you know, small, small and, and brown and to have that. And also, I'm a real person and not a fictional yeah. doc- I mean, how do person. we...
0: How do we know that they're not all really small in like Game of Thrones? Like, you know, because it's happen- it's happening on another planet. Like, what if like it was a it was a Gulliver's Gulliver's Travel situation? You know, a human from Earth lands there, and they're just like really tall. I think you should write to George R. R. Martin and throw this at him.
1: <laughs> you know, go, so he could work,
3: it, he could work it into the books. George, <laughs> yeah, George, I have a theory. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna theory. need to hear me one. out. <laughs> I-
0: I'm putting a team together.
2: <laughs> oh my
3: god. Putting a team mm. together. Yeah.
5: Yeah, this does this does align up with uh, when Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury showed up at the end of Prehistoric Planet to talk to David Attenborough.
3: Right. It's true. He's like, I ha- yeah. I have, I have a, I'm assembling a team. That's what he says. Yeah. And, the, and then the Prehistoric Park logo shows up.
0: <laughs> the Atten Avenger. Mm,
2: <laughs> nice. Can someone
0: listen to this please draw that?
4: Please. Yeah. I, I need that. I know Andy did the this the sketch in his uh not a sketch of the comic version, but I want like a photorealistic or like a, even like a photo bashed
3: one. <laughs> a photo <photo-bashed one. laughs> Yeah. Well, well will I- Attenborough wear like a Oh, sorry. No, no. I was like, is Edinburgh gonna wear like a little suit? Mm. He has like a mask. It has like an A on his forehead
4: mm-hmm.
0: as well. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, so I think we've given plenty of fodder for fan art. Um, I, I this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation, mm. um, and uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, uh, visit us here and, uh, and just talk shop with us. Yes. This Uh, you know, this, uh, this is becoming, uh, a, a really wonderful annual event that I, that I hope continues, uh, as, uh, as they keep making prehistoric planets. <laughs> we can
3: talk about <laughs> Oppenheimer next month. if
0: you Oh mind. yeah. That yeah. Oppenheimer <laughs> and,
2: and,
1: and, and Barbie. Yeah.
3: Yeah, thank you all so much. Really appreciate yeah, you all
1: course. being here and, and talking about this. 100%. Mm-hmm. No, I'm
3: mm-hmm. yeah. glad you guys had us on. Of course. Love talking to you guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, I guess uh, before we all uh, get out of here, uh, what are some things that uh, people are plugging, people are working on outside of the Uncanny County Museum?
3: Oh, I know Charles has something to plug, but he should go last. Charles. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll go last. Yeah, we'll plug that last. Um, I, I have stuff that I can't really talk about right now, but uh, you can follow <laughs> me, Andy Dinosaur Comics, at Dinosaur Comics on Instagram and at Skink Punch on Twitter. You
0: know, after you were just talking about Oppenheimer, you know, it's very ominous for you to say you're working on a project you can't talk about.
3: <laughs> mm. It's called the Brooklyn Project.
0: It's is working for the U.S. Government?
2: <laughs> <laughs> for the US uh, government. Well, I
0: think I think I've told this story before, but. My first, uh, s- my first time at the Carter County Museum, uh, uh, Nate Carroll was walking around with a Geiger counter checking which of the dinosaur bones were radioactive. And it turns out there's a few of them there that are. Oh, great. No, oh, man. yeah. No. Apparently, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, yes, okay. So be on the lookout for uh, new Dinosaur Comics things. Uh, but what are books and, thing- and uh, things that are out that people can find?
3: Oh, um, my book, Did You Know, Dino, Hell Creek, uh, was released, published by Rex Two Studios at the end of last November, and it's out, and you can get it on Amazon, on the Rex Two Studios website, or potentially at your local museum, especially if you're in Montana and you're listening to this. Um, it can be found in the mm. store at the um, MOR, Museum of the Rockies, so yeah. Mm-hmm, nice.
5: I am Geats Christian. I'm Christian Flores, and I'm a wildlife educator and paleo educator. Um, You can find my work um, at Crikey's Christian on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok as well. Uh, Long, long hiatus on TikTok, but someday, someday we'll get back to it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, learning about life on our planet, past and present. uh, Yeah, following Crikey's Christian. There's also, I think the biggest thing that I'm working on along with Andy is also with Charles. So Charles, feel free to make your way in.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're all helping me, uh, hide bodies. No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> uh, my name is Charles Nye. You can find me, uh, and so I'll back up a little bit. I'm a marine biologist and also a scientific illustrator. You could find my art at the paint paddock on Twitter and Instagram, and you could follow my marine biology ramblings at C Nye science guy on Twitter as well. Um, for, for projects, as far as projects go, Andy, Christian, and I um, are part of a massive 17-person effort to publish a book in the next short while called The Artemis Paleozoo. Zoo. This Woo-hoo. is a book published also by Rextooth Studios, or will be. We've already signed the contract, but it will come out under their publication umbrella in the near future and this is uh, basically what if we had a dinosaur zoo with people who gave a damn about the dinosaurs (laughs) it's not how do you contain a dinosaur it is how do you how do you take care of a dinosaur and it's an art book Uh, again we have there's 17 of us most of us artists you'll see all bunch of different um, art styles represented everything from Andy's cartoons to my more, you know, semi-realistic or like field guidey sort of things and anything and everything in between. So go ahead and follow that project at Project Paleo Zoo on Twitter and Instagram and also YouTube. We also have a YouTube now. So yeah, the book will be coming out again soon. We don't have a full release date just yet. We're still working on it, but please uh, rest assured it's going to be a fun one.
0: Yes! Amazing, amazing project. Uh, wonderful premise. Lots of science, lots of imagination. It does leave us with the uh, the unfortunate image of uh, if we could have dinosaurs in zoos, Joe Exotic would definitely <laughs> have some. Mm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and yes, I, we'll be writing the uh, sci fi novel follow up where a bunch of people try to break <laughs> out those poor raptors oh. in uh, his in cages so yeah and another <laughs> husband gets thrown to uh, some animals
5: <laughs> yeah. disappears.
0: i'm, oh I'm jurassic exotic and i sure as hell approve this message
1: jurassic <laughs> Ex- the <laughs> raptor king
0: oh my gosh you're creating your own cinematic universe oh there we go mm-hmm. give me ideas boys <laughs> yes yes all right joe what are you plugging
1: uh Well, at this point, my latest album, Out There, is out, should be out, and that's on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, wherever you stream music, it should be there, so please check that out, I'd really appreciate it, it's been a while to release music because it takes me forever but it's finally there and now i get to start the next thing and the process begins all over uh, i'm also in a group exhibition titled teleportal munich calling where i'm with a bunch of other artists in this pop-up exhibition in munich germany so if you're around there feel free to check it out but if not also follow the teleportal gallery teleportal.gallery on instagram uh, or their website by the same name where there's info on the show and the work that we do. And also a video that I made that goes through that. Um, that's pretty much it on my end. How about you, Sam? What do you got going on?
0: So I have, um, my work debuting at the folk house collective in Kingston, New York on September 2nd. I will be there for that opening. Um, and there may also be some other surprises happening then as well. Um, I think, uh, uh, since this is coming out uh, on July first, I think Joe, can we can I, we say? I think we can. Yeah, I think it's time. Let's say it. Joe and I are releasing an album. Are oh, oh, it's yes. happening? Yeah, no.
3: it's happening. Yes. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yes. Um, we're, we're, did you think you? I was going to say we're getting married.
3: Gay <laughs> <laughs> Get married. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's I mean, not this month. <laughs>
0: Anyways, so uh, Joe and I have over the last year been working on uh, a bunch of music, some Mm -hmm. of it uh, just purely created between the two of us, some of it uh, predating ideas. But it is uh, a labor of love, and we are uh, not only going to be releasing it, but we have some shows uh, that we are going to be performing said music in upstate New York um, and possibly a couple other locations. Uh, But uh, if you want to find out more about that, please go to uh, at ghost modern music on Instagram. That is ghost like boo modern (laughs) as in, oh, uh, music as in, you know, that stuff that makes sound uh, at Instagram. Uh, So uh, that is extremely exciting uh, to uh, both of us. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, obviously you can, uh, find us at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. You can email us at, uh, UncannyCountyMuseum at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, anything like that. Uh, yes. Uh, we want to thank, uh, everyone, including our esteemed guests for joining us, uh, here at the Uncanny County Museum. We hope you all get home safe, dinosaur free from the Uncanny County Museum. I've been Zan Peters. I've been Joe Cimino.
5: I'm Craig Gates Christian.
0: I'm Mandy Dinister
3: Comics.
5: I'm Charles the Paint Paddock. I'm Craig Gates Christian again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming.